welcome to Native New Help. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. Try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. And welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Well, hello there. I'm Ed Dunn, and I'd like to welcome you to another exciting episode of Native New Health. I'm so glad you've come to join us today. Hi, I'm Gina Gabosch, and today we want to discuss a serious health threat that is a concern to many of our family and friends, and that threat is cigarette smoking and tobacco use in all of its forms. Yes, Gina. Smoking kills more people every year than AIDS and car accidents and plane crashes and alcohol and even guns all combined. Can you believe that? It is shocking that this completely useless non-food substance enslaves millions and sends them and often those around them to the grave after horrific suffering. So why don't we sit down and talk about it? Sure, Gina. What I don't understand is why do intelligent people take the gift of life that God has given them and become involved in things that weaken and destroy that life? A better question might be, why do people choose to smoke? To understand this problem, let's first take a good look at this powerful tobacco drug. Have you noticed how difficult it is for someone to stop smoking once they have become addicted? This should tell us something about how powerful this deadly drug is. The tobacco that people smoke or chew or snuff or in some other way put into their bodies. It comes from a leaf of a poisonous plant. Whether it is chewed fresh, inhaled from a cigarette, or rolled up leaf, or puffed through a fancy carved pipe, hundreds of chemicals with all degrees of poisons enter the body. Tobacco kills 63.7% more people than any other drug, including alcohol, heroin, and crack cocaine. These chemicals can be divided into three basic categories. Nicotine, TARS, and carbon monoxide. Nicotine has a powerful effect upon the brain and nervous system through its action upon the nerve cells. For reasons that are not well understood, these effects are interpreted as pleasant and because of this become rapidly addictive. Nicotine also has a powerful effect upon blood vessels causing them to constrict to a very small diameter. It affects hormones and metabolic processes throughout the body, making diseases such as sugar diabetes and atherosclerosis worse problems. The TARs are a group of chemical substances present in tobacco that transform normal cells and tissues into a diseased state, including cancer. Carbon monoxide though not present in the tobacco leaf, is a gas that is produced as the smoke is created by the slow burning of the cigarette, cigar, or pipe. It is the same poison that kills people innocently caught in close places or intentionally used in suicide attempts. So in reality, smoking is suicide, but by installments. Yes, Ed. Carbon monoxide works its lethal effects by stealing the oxygen from the red blood cells, depriving the vital body functions of oxygen. This is the most devastating in the brain where only a few minutes without oxygen are enough to cause cells to die. 
So imagine what it can do to a diabetic with poor circulation. Even in lower concentrations where it does not kill, carbon monoxide interferes with normal life function. It damages blood vessels, contributing to cholesterol buildup and atherosclerosis, and also interferes with the maintenance of healthy bones and joints. That's very serious, Gina. But let's take a look at the damage that these chemicals cause in other parts of the body. The mouth and the air passages are the first to encounter the effects of tobacco. And when smokers are also users of alcohol, this combination has unusually devastating effects on the lining of the mouth, throat and esophagus. In addition, Ed, chewing tobacco and snuff do have devastating effects at the sites where they come into contact inside the mouth. A number of other devastating effects happens farther down in the body in the respiratory system. Cancer of the voice box, for example, is quite common in smokers. Yes, Gina, and more common yet is cancer of the little branches of the windpipes, the bronchial and the lungs. Even with the first cigarette, changes begin to take place in the cell lining of these structures. As one continues to smoke, these cells are transformed. At some point, the change becomes complete and cancer begins to grow all over the lungs. Friends, that is why it is so important to never start smoking. But if you do smoke, please stop smoking as soon as possible before those devastating things begin to happen in your body. You're so right, Gina. But there are other changes that take place in the little bronchioles which cause them to lose their ability to open and close as needed for efficient breathing. Yes, and in time, as more and more smoke comes into your lungs, these ruptured air sacs attempt to heal and larger sacs of air develop that are no longer functional. We call this problem, or disease, emphysema. And along with cancer, these are the major killers of those who smoke. You don't want this problem, do you? As we learned earlier, smoking and related tobacco products kill more people each year than AIDS, car and plane crashes, alcohol and guns combined. That is really an astonishing statistic. That's right. Many of the chemicals in the tars found in tobacco are picked up by the lymph system and blood vessels around the lungs. Then they are distributed to the other organs as the blood and lymph systems try to clean up the mess and the damage caused by the smoking. The irritation caused in other places in the body often contributes to the development of cancer in the pancreas, kidneys, bladder and other organs. What an incredible catastrophe we can bring upon ourselves. Is it worth it? No way. But as if this wasn't enough damage, smoking not only can kill the one who smokes, but also those around them. So we must mention the effects smoking has upon the family members and others exposed to these toxins. For example, spouses of smokers have a significantly higher incidence of lung cancer than the non-smoke exposed population. That doesn't seem fair, does it? No, it doesn't. But even more significant is the effect of smoking upon unborn babies and children of smoking family members. These unfortunate victims are almost always of lower birth weight, much more frequently are born prematurely, fail to thrive as well as their non-smoke exposed friends, miss more school from colds and infections, and get lower grades and less education. Not a very nice way to start life in an already too difficult world. You don't want that for your children, do you? Of course not. So why do people smoke? The National Cancer Society gives six reasons why people smoke. And these reasons have to do with our feelings. It helps me get going. 
It's part of my routine. It relaxes me. It soothes my nerves. I'm addicted to it. It's just a habit. A few years ago, there was a popular saying frequently used by many to excuse questionable behaviors. The devil made me do it. The implication was that such a person was not responsible for what they did. However, we believe that a lack of proper education about how poisonous smoking really is and the inevitable peer pressure plus slick and deceptive advertising lure victims into this deadly net of death and suffering. However, ultimately, we choose of our own free will how we will respond to these temptations. At this point, you have had the opportunity to assess your relationship with tobacco and its effects upon you. In reality, it is simply your choice that will set you free. You have weighed the evidence and counted the cost. Is it worth it? Can you give it five days to try and get rid of it? Do you really want to be tobacco-free? If you do, you need to get a paper and pen and begin to write this. I declare my desire to be tobacco-free. Now, sign that paper. Also select a day when you will exercise your choice and quit. Write the date down. Tell your family and friends and others of your decision. Make it official. Tell them, I choose to be free from tobacco. Yes, ask them to support you in your decision whether or not they wish to do the same. You will find that most everyone will be so proud of you. Try to find a special person, family or friend with whom you can talk and pray as you enter into battle with the enemy, tobacco. Place his or her name and telephone numbers on your paper next to your telephone to have in your time of need. You will find their encouraging words vital in your fight to quit. Much like a sporting event, as the day to quit approaches, you will need to do several things to be ready. Number one, get rid of all your tobacco products and paraphernalia from the house, the car, the office, the cabin, the boat, the plane, and wherever you have them stashed away. Don't forget, check your pockets, check your purses, check the hiding places. Don't cheat, be brave. Number two, rearrange your environment at home and at work. You might move the furniture. Uh, for a time, you may need to eliminate coffee pots and cups that go together with smoking. Rework your schedule to use your break times in beneficial ways instead of with a smoke. Alcohol is a no-no, especially during this time. Don't have it around. You will need all the brain reserves you have. Alcohol will unravel all the commitments you made to quit. Share your decision with your doctor. Include him on your support team. Number four, stock up on fresh fruits, vegetables, juices, whole grain breads and cereals, fresh unsalted non-roasted nuts, salad greens and legumes such as beans and peas. For a while, this will constitute your cleansing diet. Number five, find something you can carry in your tobacco pocket or a purse to play with when the habit strikes. Put a rubber band around your wrist and every time you think of smoking, give it a pull and snap it. Ouch! Number six, if you do not already have an exercise program, you will need to plan it now. And remember from our last study that walking is one of the best forms of exercise there is. All you need is a pair of comfortable shoes to walk 40 minutes a day, three times a week. Number seven, it is helpful to some to keep a diary to record your experiences and to note your progress. 
It doesn't have to be anything fancy. A pad of paper will do. Number eight, locate a quiet place or places where you can go to be alone with yourself. A place where you can cry or laugh or scream or where you can meditate or think or pray. Remember, the one who made you is the one who knows you best. Ask him for help. An important key is to work out a daily schedule. Write it down. Number nine, build into it time to do all of the things we have talked about previously. You will need time to meet your regular obligations to family, job, and important others. Start your daily schedule with your normal waking time. Place a value on yourself and your loved ones. How much are they really worth to you? Our normal life expectancy is about 72 years. It has been estimated that each cigarette robs you of about seven minutes of life. How much of your wonderful life with your loved ones and friends and all the beautiful things around you are you willing to give up in exchange for this little white paper stick filled with poison? Figure it out. Add it up. Do you want to continue throwing away time and money and your health? And now, it's time to hear from our expert friends. People ask, now that I've stopped smoking, what are my, what are my uh, chances, you see? Well, there's several things. Let's talk to you about what your main immediate advantage is, and that has to do with your heart. You see, the smoker carries about 15% of his oxygen-carrying capacity around his carbon monoxide. Doesn't carry any oxygen. You've heard about carbon monoxide. That's toxin. So he's got a lot of blood circulating without oxygen. It's just got carbon monoxide. Heart is working to get the oxygen out there, but it's pushing around dead weight. Do you understand what I'm saying? In addition to that, nicotine works on the little blood vessels in the legs and the fingers. I once did some tests on a patient at our, I wasn't a patient, I was actually an employee at the hospital, where we would measure the blood flow to the fingers because I was interested in how much constriction one got from smoking one cigarette. The blood flow in his fingers reduced 50% with one cigarette. So what you have here is a heart pushing around a lot of non-oxygen. The blood vessels are constricted making it difficult to get the blood out to the tissues. So what is the heart doing? <clears throat> and the blood pressure is up, and it's under a load trying to get the blood out to oxygenate the tissues. Do you realize that since you were here last night, 1,000 people died of, prematurely of diseases associated with smoking? since you were here last night in the United States alone. We lost perhaps 50,000 men in Vietnam. We consider that a disaster. We lose a third of a million, over a third of a million people every year in the United States, prematurely, from diseases associated with smoking. Well, just in case you think it only happens on films, I have some guests who volunteered to come and talk to you tonight. So why don't we have uh, our friends come up here? Why don't we put you on this side, and you can stay on this side, and, uh, oh, no, stay right here, that's good. We'll go with ladies first. How's that? Well, would you care to give us your name? Jean Purdy. Hey. Too loud. No, it's not too loud. All right. And, uh, Jean, um, what happened to you? I had done what he had described to you. 
at the beginning of the program. You had your voice box removed. Right. How, long, how long ago was that? Six and a half years ago. So you think probably you got a cure out of that? I certainly hope so. Yeah. When you were smoking, uh, laryngectomy never crossed your mind, I presume. Never heard of the word before. I was the first one I knew. There was a laryngectomy. I met many more since then. Um, what advice do you have for these folks here? For heaven's sake, you've got a choice. Please stop smoking. Would you believe that there's fair numbers of my patients who um, I take out their voice box and then they smoke through the hole in their neck where they breathe? Yep. Now, just a minute. Is it smarter to quit before you have the trouble or afterwards? What would you advise them to quit before, before or after? Right now, when I was diagnosed, I had 5% chance survival. So they really shot the works I had surgery, which involved um, right and left neck dissection and across the middle, they almost removed my head. After that, they did radiation and after that, chemotherapy. And I was one of the lucky ones. I'm still here. You want to tell us your name? My name is Rod Jennings. I had my surgery, say, seven years ago in March. I was very fortunate that I did not have to undergo chemo or radiation. The surgery seemed to take care of it all. But uh, I do a lot of work now trying to convince other people not to smoke and also not to drink because they go hand in hand. Give up the cigarettes now and try to cut down on the liquor if you are drinking. Well, you brought one along to show them. And this uh, is a little one-way valve so that the fluid can't get into his trachea, but he can blow air into his esophagus. And uh, then that vibrates back there in his pharynx. He doesn't have vocal cords anymore, and he articulates uh, that uh, vibrating uh, uh, pharynx or esophagus. Oh, yeah. Well, you can see the hole that he has here and the little tube that's stuck in it. So maybe you enjoy the technical aspects of this uh, presentation as well. Well, we appreciate you folks coming, and thank you very much. Let's give them a chance. Appreciate you coming. Thanks a lot. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we'd like to outline a great plan to help you quit smoking in five short days. Here's what you would need to do on your first day of freedom. Burn all the bridges behind you. Decide today to stop smoking and be tobacco-free. Just say it. I choose to be free from tobacco. Get rid of all your cigarettes and any tobacco stuff you have. Just do it. Here is where the principle of going cold turkey is so important to understand. It hurts to quit some things in life that have become like friends to us. Even though they may be killing us, it will hurt to cut off your habit to tobacco. It only hurts once if you quit cold turkey. For those of you who smoke, this may be the day to quit cold turkey. Don't be afraid, just go for it. All you have done is decide to change your life and live the rest of it addiction-free. That is so true, Gina. Don't be afraid. This is the perfect time to ask the Great Spirit to grant you victory. During the first day of freedom from tobacco and for the next couple of days, 
Fill yourself up with fresh fruit and vegetables and juices. Make this your cleansing diet. These foods will assist your body in switching gears. If you really must have something more, use whole grain breads or cereals, simple soups, or other light foods. Drink water every time you sense a need for a smoke. Water will help flush the nicotine from your system and hasten your victory from the addiction. If you want a hot drink, try a non-caffeinated herb tea. Call a good friend on your first day of freedom. Share your struggles and your victories. Exercise. Remember, this is a great alternative to your addiction. Exercise will turn on the hormone endorphin in your brain and will satisfy your craving and will also bring joy to your day. Remember, when the urge strikes, you can always get a rubber band, pull it on, and give it a good snap. Take several deep breaths of fresh air. Also, carry some vegetable sticks to nibble on. To reinforce your decision, repeat, I choose to be free from tobacco. Try not to stress yourself too much during the first day you quit. And go to bed early for a good night's rest. For the next five days of freedom, we want you to keep the same routine with minor changes. So let us go on with what you need to do on day two. Growth and victory come to us in life by little steps. Sometimes we learn by our successes and sometimes by our failures. The important thing is not so much which way we learn, but that we do learn and move forward. That's right, Ed. Now, let us continue your fruit and vegetable juice routine on day two. So remember, this will be a regular part of the process of eliminating the poisons that tobacco has brought into your system. Drink lots of water again during the second day too. If you have heart trouble, go a little easy on the water. Consult your doctor if you are concerned. Reward yourself and take a hot, relaxing bath when you get uptight or develop a tension headache. Say to yourself, I choose to be free from tobacco. Don't forget to go for that 40-minute walk. Soak in the warm rays of the sun. Contemplate the beauty of God's creation. It will not only make you feel good, but it will take your mind off your addiction. Stay away from all drugs. Use only those prescribed by your doctor. Caffeine and alcohol is a no-no. Leave it alone. Continue to keep in touch with your special friend today. Let them encourage you and share your sorrows and joys. In some ways, the second day may be more difficult than the first day you quit. The novelty of the idea is beginning to wear off. Side effects of withdrawal are still likely increasing. But don't give up. Hang on. A good way to keep your mind occupied is to do something kind for someone else. When you are tempted to light up, think of a kind deed for someone and do it. Keep your eyes away from your addiction and find someone to bless. Try it. It works. Make a list of all the things that you're thankful for. Think positively about your choice to be free from tobacco and this newfound freedom. Think of this. When you quit, you will save money. You will improve your health and the health of your spouse and children. You will stop coughing. You will stop spitting. You will stop stinking of smoke. Let me tell you, you will be happier and so will everyone else around you. It will be well worth it. And remember to call on the Great Spirit, for you see, He is your forever friend, and He does care. That's right, Gina. The worst of the battle will soon be over. By day three, you will have reached the halfway point. You will be well on your way of eliminating the nicotine from your body. Isn't that great? 
The carbon monoxide should have been gone some time ago, but it will take a little more time before the tars will have been dealt with. Since it is the nicotine that is most addicting, that is what we will be concentrating on. Most of the withdrawal effects ought to be gone by day four or five. Start day three with God. Ask Him to give you peace and the power of the Great Spirit to succeed. Also, reach out and lean on your special friend and professionals who will help you. Since on day three the nicotine will be clearing from your body, you may let up a bit on the water and juices and begin to add some other foods back into your diet. Remember, at this critical time, don't overeat. Try water, cold water. It will kill your cravings. Two or three meals daily, no more, no less. And still go easy on all refined foods with sugar and white flour. It will be so important that all through the five days to stop smoking, you continue your regular exercise program. You see, when you sweat, you will eliminate toxins through the pores of your skin. A helpful tip we have found is that if you stay away from those places or situations that are familiar to you that tempt you to smoke, your urge will be significantly less. And don't forget your quiet place, remember? When in need, go there and stay until you found your peace. We never said that quitting smoking was going to be easy. That's right, Gina. By day four, will you be feeling better or worse? Well, if you have lived for three days without tobacco, you may be happy for the victory, but feeling lousy. Hang in there. It'll get better. Now, stress is a major reason many give for smoking and being unable to give it up. But remember this, tobacco is deceitful and a trickster. It will delude you into thinking you deserve a smoke or a dip as a reward for battling on so bravely. It's a lie. Don't fall for it. Yes, Ed. So here again is where you need all the encouragement and willpower you can get. So, begin day four calling on your special friend and also reach out to the Great Spirit, your forever friend, so you may experience full victory. Cut way down on the juices and use them just before mealtime. Learn to drink water between meals and use plenty of it. On day four, you may choose a good diet with a wide variety of wholesome, good-tasting food. The closer these foods are to their natural state, the better. Beans well cooked and seasoned, vegetables and a few unsalted raw or dry roasted nuts are great. Go easy on the animal products if you have some. As you continue from day to day your exercise routine, your muscles will get stronger and the aches and pains will go away. You may be feeling so good that you may even want to gradually increase your walking time. Now, when you move into day five, it's a good idea to think back and remember why you chose to quit in the first place. Remember your spouse, your children, your friends, and how good it will be for them and for you to quit. Give thanks to all who would have encouraged you up to this point. During the fifth day, you will probably begin to sense the pleasures of life like you haven't experienced them for a long time. Not only will your taste buds and sense of smell be returning, but your whole body will gradually come back to life and begin to feel fantastic. Yes, Ed. This will not be the time to let the guard down. All the things that you have been practicing for the past four days still apply on day five. In fact, Gina, many of the lifestyle changes we've been talking about would be good for us to continue all through our life. 
When you go through this program and then reflect on the five days of hard work and the willpower it took to be tobacco-free, you will realize that there was no magic to it. But you will be so glad you did it. True, Ed. Five days is long enough to change some habits and to refocus the life, but the battle's not over yet. Experts tell us that one of the greatest weapons to help you from going back to smoking is to keep with you a list of benefits you have gained as a result of quitting. Some of the attachments you have established with tobacco may tug at your heartstrings for a long time to come. Even so, it is a time for rejoicing. This is a milestone in your life. You have discovered the weight of victory and tasted freedom. Use common sense. Human beings are prone to destroy themselves. It's kind of our nature. If we would enjoy optimum health, we must avoid all poisons, all dangerous activities, and even the good things with common sense. And to finish our discussion today, we urge you to ask our Creator for help and the help from family and friends because they love you more than you think. And also, there's power in love. True, Gina. Some things can never be understood until they are experienced. Our hope for you is that you will find success and happiness as you choose a healthier lifestyle. So we invite you to join us again next time for another episode of Native, Native New Health. Health. to Dr. Weaver's program, please call 479-361-2900.